Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Borderless Podcast. I'm super, super excited to bring this episode to you. I have a really good friend of mine, the incredible Tami Lore Alabi. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> hello, hello, sir. Thanks for having me. We're excited to be here. Excited and nervous, but we're yeah, here. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out along the way. Um, the pleasure is all mine, my guy. Um, so how are you doing today? Man, I'm good, you know. Um, not working this weekend, so chill Saturday, spending time with some friends, catching up with nice. bro Mikey. You already know what it is. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. And before we get started, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, what's your name? What do you do? And where are you from? Um, my name is Tammy Lorelebi, affectionately called Tammy by pretty much everyone. Um, from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. And uh, right now working and consulting in Houston. And uh, I guess what I do, that's what I do. And I, I probably also want to, as life missions, want to, you know, see all my people thrive. So, you know, support everybody as, as they need. And, you know, that y'all are winning too. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So here. That's a spirit. That's a spirit. Lagos, Nigeria. What What is life like? You know, Nigeria is <laughs> Nigeria is one of those uh, you know countries in Africa that is booming so hard. Mm-hmm. Entertainment. The richest black man in the world is from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's mad. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about it, it's actually mad. Like the richest mm-hmm. black man in the world is from Africa, you know, a continent that gets shit on almost all the time. And we have the richest <laughs> black man in the world. Like it's it's crazy. Personally, for me, when I think about it, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the other part that I think about that's also wild too is in the same country where you have, like you said, the richest black man in the world, you have like basically almost majority of the country is below the poverty line you know in that same country right so <laughs> that's also something that i think to me at least it's a little bit it's a little, a little bit wild to think about as well absolutely absolutely that's that's actually crazy um below the poverty line i think a lot of african countries a lot of the population 50 percent, 60 70 80 mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this. I'm really just throwing figures out there. I feel like yeah, it's just a high number. Yeah, it's it's high basically. <laughs> a lot of them live below the poverty line, which is really sad. Like really, really sad. Um, you know. But what is life like living in Lagos, Nigeria? It's it, it's fun, but it's stressful at the same time. You know, it's there's there's a lot to do, but sometimes it 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 comes with a little bit of a headache too. Um, I think about you know when. I was there working or doing internships and having to wake up early in the morning to commute just because of traffic, for example, you know, and and all the nuances of dealing with things like electricity and having to like go and get fuel. But at the same time, you know, it has like a buzzing music scene. It has like a buzzing art scene. It has like a buzzing, you know, food scene. So it's all these great things, but also some of the things that stress you are all in one place and you know it's beautiful like i said but at the same time it's something that a lot of people you could find you could find stressful as well um absolutely yeah absolutely it, i i think it's the same as uh, sierra leone um you know let me just ask this question i'm just thinking about perspective here right mm. you know how 
when you're in Lagos, Nigeria, and you've never been to the U.S., for example, mm-hmm. do you find all what you were doing stressful, like going for fuel and this and like all the chores you just mentioned, were they stressful mm-hmm. to you or is it when you came overseas and you realize how seamless things are? Electricity is on mm-hmm. 24 hours. You want gas, mm-hmm. you just go to the station, boom, you have gas. You want food, you can, adjust, you can just order food off your phone. And things are just so seamless in this place. Is that when you mm-hmm. realize things are stressful? Because if you haven't seen the other side, it's hard to say. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think, I think I, maybe not realize, but I think it became real to me like when i moved out here for school oh, and that's work. a good word i like that um, i like that because because people that are back home in nigeria like my parents for example my friends cousins family like they're all still dealing with these stresses these are stresses that people who are there are aware of you know yes. it's not as if it's not as though it's something that you know we're not aware of because we're living it or we're dealing with it now it's something that you know we're dealing with it but at the same time we recognize like I shouldn't need to sit in three hours of traffic at 6 a.m. in the morning just to get to work, right? Um, In the sense of, like, real to me, you know, because back home living with parents, um, I I did, you know, help out with stuff in the house and doing all that kind of stuff, but different because here it's like I'm pretty much doing everything myself. And I think about what that would be like in Nigeria, doing everything by myself versus the way I'm doing it here. And there's just a lot that I know is found to be so much seamless that I know, you know, if I was trying to do this exact same thing um, there, I would encounter this difficulty at this point, or I would expect to encounter another difficulty at this other point. Um, so yeah, real to me, because, you know, I do everything by myself here, um, but not to say that uh, something that people are aware of or people that um, are still dealing with it now, aware of it. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Um, sometimes, you know, a lot of us staying overseas don't realize how privileged uh, we are. We, we, I mean, despite we, we all have our own struggles, you know, because I'm, I'm at overseas doesn't mean it's all rosy and sh- sunshine for me. I was going to say sunshine. Sunshine for me. <laughs> um, you know, but... We are, we are privileged. No matter how much we want to like hide that fact, um, it's it's much more easier here to just navigate things than than it is on on the continent for most part on the continent, uh, you know. But um, now you're doing consulting in Houston, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. I think that's a that's a huge step. Uh, you know what I mean? That's a huge step for a young uh, man like you. you. You're doing an amazing job. When you were growing up in Nigeria, what were your aspirations? Is that what you, you've always wanted to do, consulting? Oh, no, Lord. Um, I think the consulting thing is, is in terms of what I've always wanted to do, very recent. Um, I think talking about consulting specifically, it's something I ran into um, maybe two years before graduation. So, and just ran into it, ended up liking it and, you know, stuck with it up until now. Um, but in terms of, you know, aspirations, I remember a time growing up where I, what I wanted to be was an astronaut and, and my dad and I would, you know, 
conversations about dreams, about being an astronaut. And then after a while, I think that got scaled down to like being a pilot. <laughs> and, and then there was a point at which I wanted to be, I wanted to be a doctor or a surgeon because both my parents are doctors. So I think, you know, along the lines of following awesome. my parents' footsteps, if you will. <laughs> um, but I think they've just, you know, morphed over time just based on what I've, what I've been exposed to, you know, what I've, what I've exposed to what I liked, you know, because um, growing up, went into school, didn't, you know, the science route, typical, typical science, math, engineering type of thing, um, did that in school as well. And, and through exploring, like I was saying, ran into consulting, something that's pretty and right through kind yeah. of exploring and trying to yeah. figure out what it was I wanted to do, found that, liked it and, and stuck with it. Um, so I think in terms of, you know, how they were formed, I think it's mostly, it's most been just trying to get as much exposure to as much as possible, which I think, um, had to give credit to my parents too for, cause you know, part of, part of what I think they helped do was expose me to just different things, right? Some things you'll like and they'll click some things you won't like, and you'll drop them and move on. But that, at least to me, that's kind of you go about finding what it is you know you want to do or what it is you enjoy just explore and keep, keep what sticks with you so i think that's kind of how i i uh how i went about that a little bit that's awesome i think it's it's quite not well similar to mine you know like my my um aspirations they've morphed over time as well um <laughs> i remember when i was young i always wanted to be an accountant well i ended mm-hmm. up being an accountant yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i wanted to become a pastor that i don't think i'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. yeah that, that's a no-no well it's it's not <laughs> a no-no it's just you never know you never, you never know. know you never, you never know. know um but, but, but that was because i used to go to church every single sunday yeah and i'm like whoa this i was i was a baby i'm like this is so cool like the pastor you know and the pastor would give candy to kids and and you know so I'm like yeah I wanted to be a, a um, well a reverend I went to a catholic church mm-hmm. uh, you know so and then uh, I wanted to be a lawyer at some point mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be a marine biologist I love animals uh, yes nice. I do I think my profile picture on whatsapp is a baboon and people have told me to <laughs> change it yeah people have to, i'm brand. like I, I like baboons i like animals like this is what i like like it's my mm-hmm. whatsapp profile picture why are you bugging yourself so much man um, and you know like i would never i would honestly never have like a marine biologist honestly <laughs> no but yeah i i do love animals um mm-hmm. uh you know like that's just that's just my thing. I love baboons. I love um, octopus. Um, I love whales. I love um, dolphins. Uh, that's that's just me, man. It's I like I sit yeah, down I mean, and watch documentaries all the time about those things. It, like yeah, I, I love space. You know, astronauts. Mm. Yeah, I love space. Um, you know, so like I have a lot of I have a lot of interest. But when it comes down to like what I actually want to do, especially now that I'm older, what I want to do is just inspire people, like mm-hmm. help people out, you know, talk mm-hmm. to them, uh, life coach, motivational speaking, yeah. wh- whatever you want to call it. Um, I just want to give people joy. Like, yeah, that's and, what and I want to do. That's, that's one of the things I was, I think I was 
going to say next in terms of you know aspirations i think sometimes we we always think about it as what do you want to do in your career you know because once we started talking about aspirations, first things we were talking about, you know, doctor, lawyer, my own biologist, I need to be this and that, but there are other elements of it too. Like you said, bringing in joy to the world, contributing something, right? And I think, I think um, for me, one of the things I am personally like super passionate about, like as, as a little bit earlier is like seeing people win, honestly. I don't know why that just, that, that shit just makes me so happy, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that, okay, I have a friend that's trying to do this and, you know, they started it from the beginning, like you, I remember when you were starting this borderless and you were recording with Eduardo yes. and, and, all that, <laughs> and then everybody that you did your episodes with and now it's like scaled up, you're trying to do something different with it. Um, and I think, you know, at least for me, um, the, something else that I would say I, I'm super passionate about is is education um, and I, my life ambition is just to send as many people to school as possible like I want I don't want I don't want oh I can't afford going to school to be the reason that somebody misses out on an opportunity and honestly I don't know <laughs> I don't know where that kind of cash flow is going to come from but um at some point I would love to just be able to, you know, send people to school in a heartbeat without yeah. even yeah. without even thinking twice about it or without even being stressed about it and just yeah. and just do that. That's um, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the things I do is volunteer a lot. So, you know, now mm-hmm. that you're talking about this, think about it. I'll talk to my team if you're interested, but I do have a, an organization I volunteer with. And what we do is we, you know, give scholarship to kids. We just send them to school. Mm. We f- do the fundraising ourselves, everything. Mm-hmm. We find money and then pay for their fees, pay for their uniform, books um, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Ingoye Foundation. I can send you the, the, the link. Um, I can send you what we do. If you're interested and you want to join the team, we meet like I think bi-weekly so it's not a lot mm-hmm. of time commitment we just sit down and talk about what we want to do for each semester for the kids how we're going to mm-hmm. get money and all that stuff um, yeah I think it's yeah, something I need to start idea. putting out there too so you know if I have friends who can donate $10 $15 you know I think it would be nice to just have people on board and help support these kids go to school. Because literally, I think school fees, well, now um, government school in Sierra Leone is free. But still, Mm -hmm. transportation and books. And some of them go to private schools. So Mm -hmm. we have to pay those fees. Some of them are in college. We paid, Mm -hmm. so we supported some of them from um, secondary school to college now and yeah we, we, we yeah so we pay all those and so if that's something you don't have to make a decision now i'm just telling mm-hmm. you and just for the listeners out there if they want to support as well uh you know because mm-hmm. this is something i don't put on my social media a lot so um mm-hmm. i'm just gonna use this platform to you to know plug advertise that real it. Quick. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and 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 that's actually a really good story i haven't even i haven't going to the point of thinking about you know what organizations can i work with who can i partner with on this it's just something at the moment that you know it's i guess it's me just doing myself in my own circle that i know how but you know looking at at people who are working on that actively i think is a good it's a good thing to probably pick up and i'm sure it's it's probably going to be easier for me to 
to work with and to also, you know, find things to contribute to and the process will probably be a lot easier to do as well. So yeah, we should talk. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this off um, borderless. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it. So your UWC journey, I'm a UWCer. You went to UWC. Mm-hmm. We met at the University of Oklahoma. Um, yes, and I sir. think we, we made a lot of fun memories together. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of chaos. Um, fun chaos. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we won the intramural soccer, you know, tournament mm-hmm. in our last year of school. Shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think I still have my shirt as well. Um, that was fun. We went to, we, we went to the finals I think twice. Yeah, we we lost the yeah. first one and then won the second one. Um, I'm yeah. just glad at least we won at least once. At, like that made me so happy. <laughs> but, um, you know. So how was your UWC journey, and mm. and how did that impact you? Like coming from Nigeria, you went to mm. the one in London, yeah. Uh, Wales. Wales. College. Okay, you went to the one in yeah. Wales. Yes. Yeah. There's none in London, actually. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, but no, it was, it was, honestly, it was a transformation experience for me, as I imagine it was for pretty much everyone who, who went, right? Um, I think for me, it was a time where I, I got to form my own, you know, opinions on, on a lot of topics outside of what I grew up knowing or the environment I grew up in, right? I think I think it made a huge difference. You know, you're learning about something or getting exposure to something um, in, a, in a space where you can make your own objective decision. That's a lot different from learning about it in a space that has an, or, uh, has already has a stance or an opinion on it, right? Because you're likely to be swayed by that or, you know, skewed to look a certain way. Um, and, you know, you look at topics like LGBTQ plus rights or like gender roles, for example, things that um, um, in Nigeria specifically, right, are, let's say, sensitive topics or, or there are things that, for example, I didn't get to discuss, right? A lot of the conversations that I had about LGBTQ rights, gender roles and conversations along those lines, a lot of those would have kickstarted in, in UWC, right? Because I just didn't have that exposure in Nigeria. Um, and I think that gave me the opportunity to just form my own opinions about it, um, not skewed or influenced by what someone else thought or what, you know, the culture was dictating um, and gave me time to, you know, just grow in my in my own person and kind of learn about other other cultures and other countries too right because that's the whole idea of uwc this whole melting pot of different people from different places and i think learning to along with everyone <laughs> everyone regardless of where they're from was wasn't is an important skill to have throughout life and i think uwc was a was a good place to kind of learn that especially at you know your formative years early 20 late teens yeah, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. UWC is indeed a melting pot, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it has helped me a lot with just 
communicating with people from literally mm-hmm. all around the world. Um, it mm-hmm. has helped me boost my self-confidence a lot. Um, mm-hmm. when, when I was a kid, I never used to talk. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like I was quiet, like super, super duper duper quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, now I talk a bit, but it's not as much as I want to talk, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But I do talk <laughs> now, like I have a whole podcast and this is me talking. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's good because, like, I can see myself, like, oh, yeah, I've grown so much. You know, there are things I never used to talk about that I talk about now. And, mm-hmm. and you know, LGBTQ, like, all these issues, when I went to you, before I went to UWC, I barely knew about them. Not mm-hmm. much, you know. Um, but then mm-hmm. UWC just gives you a brand new perspective um, you know, and, and now it, it like there's so many thoughts in my head, like why uh, African countries. So, uh, you know, like why, why sex, for example, sex, LGBTQ, like all those topics. Why are they such a taboo on the continent? Taboo, right. You know, like, like why? Like I can't make sense of it, you know, um, like I just can't make sense of it. And it's it's honestly just crazy. But yeah, UWC does. It, it helps. It helps you. It opens your mind you have to, to so many. <laughs> you have to, right? It's like these are things that exist here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're talking about talk. Uh, you know the LGBTQ community. It's not as if that like that exists in Nigeria. That exists in these African countries. Like, um, so it's not as though these things don't exist there. Um, and to your question, right? It's it's trying to understand why is it why is it such a taboo thing when this has just been, you know, this has been here for forever, yeah. right? Um, I don't, I honestly, I feel like that's such a big question that no, Eddie, you, I you don't, don't have even to answer. To yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm just, this is me just thinking, right? Like, oh, yeah, like I sure, just have this, sure. like, why? Because now, obviously, there's a lot of gay people on the continent. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in order for us to reach our full potential, people have to be themselves. Like, if you can't mm-hmm. be yourself... How are you going to reach your, like, you, you reach your full potential when you can fully be yourself. Mm-hmm. For me, that that's what mm-hmm. I feel like reaching your full, be yourself unapologetically. You know what I'm like? I you don't care about what other people have to say about you at all. Like, when you mm-hmm. when you get to that point, for me, that, that was, that's what success feels like. Like, I don't care what you think about me. This is me. This is, I like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I have flaws and all. And yeah, this is who I am. You know, I am mm-hmm. this person and this person and this person and this is who I am. And and if we have people on the continent who can't fully say that, mm-hmm. you know, then like, where where does Africa lie in the in the in the future? You know, yeah. like in, like in so We're many not successful aspects. Unless they are too. Yeah. Like we're all in this mm. together at the end of the day, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a complicated, um, even, even here in the U S for example, it's, it's complicated. Even Europe is, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And these are like open quote unquote countries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Africa. That's so like, <laughs> wild, bro. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, you know, and I said earlier, it's such a big question. There's no, how can you, you know, how can you even begin to get to an answer? But I feel like it's honestly not even a difficult answer because at the end of the day, right, it's all about, it's all about respect and 
um, keeping, not in a sense, keeping your opinions and your beliefs, you know, not necessarily to yourself, but not trying to impose that on other people, right? Because the way I look at it, it's not as though people who are in the LGBTQ community are, um, are like actively doing things to disturb everybody else or whoever is not, right? It's not as if they're trying to draw attention to themselves for any specific reason. It's not as if like they're trying to incite any form of chaos or anything. So it's like, it's like, okay, why are you bothered then? You know, like yeah. people, these are people who are just in their own lane. For real, the things bro. that they're trying to do, the things that they're trying to do have For nothing, real. absolutely nothing to do with you. You're not going to the same clubs as them. You're not probably not going to the same parties. Even if you are like, it's so far removed from you and affecting yeah, your life. Like, yeah. like it almost feels like you're literally taking the burden to go and like to cause chaos. For right? real. The question is just why, you know, that just seems like more work for you, Makes more no headache sense. for you to bother someone else's life who they're just in their lane. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's just, as with a lot of things, you know, that are, that have to do with culture. I think, once, once it gets into the topic of culture, culture is, culture is such a huge thing that like changing it is, is so, it's like a long-term project, right? And yeah, yeah. It, get, it has to get to a point where, you know, almost a point of critical mass where the majority of people fall into this or believe this thing this way. And then that's what almost would flip the switch on culture, believing it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess this is just us trying to get to majority of people Um just you know getting to that belief of let people be people let people be in their own lane yeah. and you also just stay in your own lane yeah mm-hmm. man um you i think yeah. you, you put it perfectly honestly you, you've put it perfectly you know like what does a gay man have to do with you like they are just literally existing they're just being comfortable in their own skin and it annoys right. you like h- how like why <laughs> like are you what are you trying to tell us <laughs> like, like why are you pressed doesn't make sense the same thing with the They're racism i'm pressed. black and you don't like me because i'm black it's the same power it's their parallels like, right oh my god man like there's so much people are dealing there's so much we are dealing with it's it's crazy and can you imagine like the the mental health issues for a lot of these people on the continent mm-hmm. That we don't even mm-hmm. talk about much, and, and yeah, and you know, you are one of the few people I talk about mental health with. Always, I'll talk to anyone who will listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you are one of the few people I have a handful mm-hmm. of people I talk about mental health with. Um, you know, international students all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, went to high school in Wales, went to university in Oklahoma, and now you are working mm. in Houston. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your parents are all the way in Nigeria. You're literally all here by yeah. yourself. You know how 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 do you cope with all that? Like just being Man. alone in your own space, mentally. That's a that's a tough question because <laughs> I, for the longest time, I wasn't trying to cope with it. Um, you know, I, I had this general mindset of you know we move so from leaving moving from nigeria to go to uwc it was uh we moved there wasn't i didn't take time to sit down and be like oh 
how am I feeling about this? Do I miss home? How's being away from mom, dad, sister that I've lived with all my life affecting me? I did, there wasn't any sitting down and processing of any of that from me. It was just, we move, let's see what's next. You know, and I carried that approach from UWC. I went to OU. I didn't even look back, you know. Oh, how UWC experienced? What was that like? What was, how did that me? Um, UWC was, I think that's the most heartbreaking part of UWC for anyone who went, you know, but I just moved on and it's like, let's just move on to the next thing. Um, and, you know, went to OU, similar mindset of we move. So there was for the longest time, there was no attempts to cope. There was no, um, there was no effort put towards trying to cope. It was just, let's just keep moving forward. Um, right up until maybe, you know, soft senior year or you junior year where it was like, you know what, Tammy, all these things are going to confront you at some point. And I, I think that's what happened a little bit, right? If you, if you ignore things, that's eventually they will come and find you. Um, and I think that, that that's probably what happened a little bit, um, that kind of pushed me to saying, to realizing, yo, you need to start putting a lot of active effort into coping with whatever you're going through. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I used to struggle with op- op- opening up to people, talking to people, I used to not talk to people. I'm so talkative and I will talk to people about everything except myself and what I'm dealing with or what I'm going through. And that was one of the first things I tried doing. Like you said, right, we, 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 we talk about all these kind of things, you know, mental health issues, like me calling, me calling you the other, me calling you the other day, you know? Um, so that's how it started a little bit. Started with, you know, I, I was, I was blessed to have, you know, Dara as a roommate in college. And I think, you know, he was, he was so foundational in, in starting me on that, um, mental health journey and getting me to, you know, realize the, the importance of it too. And so started trying to have conversations with people about that, about how I was feeling about things that I was going through, um, and processing all of that. Um, and, and just trying to figure out how to cope that way. Cause you know, these are also people who are going through a similar situation, right? Where you, like myself, came from Sierra Leone all the way. You went to UWC, also came to OU, you know? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we have similar things in that fashion, and I'm sure we bounced ideas off each other that way and all. Um, and and also, I kind of understate the importance of, of therapy. You know, I think one of the things that I, I started doing quickly once I got to that point of, okay, Tammy, you need to start putting some effort into coping with, with yourself and your emotions more deliberately, um, was I, I put myself in therapy, like, <laughs> straight away. And um, single best decision I have, awesome. I have ever made, you know. Um, I have been blessed with, you know, the, all the therapists I've seen so far. And, you know, my current, my current therapist, shout out to you, Ms. Kane, if, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> but, no, like... They, they, they have, they have helped so much in terms of helping me understand myself a little bit better, helping me understand, you know, what triggers what emotions and when you get to that emotion, how to cope with it in that moment so that you're not debilitated and just 
paralyzed and can't do anything. Yeah. Um, and and learning learning more about yourself and in a sense almost hacking yourself, right? Because you the more you learn about yourself and how you react to things and and um, how you process and deal with things the better you can process and deal with things because you know, okay, if time is going to be upset by this in two hours, let me take steps X, Y, and Z now so that I can mitigate that a little bit because I've learned that Tammy can be upset by this in two hours as an example, right? Absolutely. So I think, I think, yeah, that's just a little bit of how I've come to, to trying to cope and, you know, still staying in therapy, um, you know, and I think a lot. I think a lot of it too. Like I was saying, you know, having having Idara as a roommate was foundational because these were conversations that I would be having with him as far as you know, why don't you want to go to therapy? What do you see as wrong with therapy? And I had to ask myself these questions, like Tammy, you know, why don't you want to address these issues? Why don't you talk about how you're feeling? Why don't you pay attention to your emotions and your your um, the things that make you sensitive or the things that hurt you or make you upset. Um, and I had to get to a point of answering those questions of like, okay, nothing actually has to be wrong with you, quote unquote, for you to go to therapy, right? Like yeah. the same way you look after, and, and this is me, you know, try to logic myself and answer some questions myself, the same way you look after yourself with going to the gym and eating a balanced diet and, and all these things, you also have to look after your mind and your emotion yeah. and yeah. do that where in therapy. Um, and I think I've, I've always had the mindset of try something, you just try it, you know, like I was saying, as far as aspirations, just exposure, you try something, if it sticks, it sticks, if it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick. And that's the approach I've, I took with getting help as well. Cause it's, it's try if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, you go find something else exactly. that works. Exactly. Um, and it stays working. It's been working. It's going to keep working. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah. I appreciate you opening up about, you know, therapy, um, you know, especially for people in the black community, black males, mm -hmm. um, especially we don't take therapy serious, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we, we don't feel like we need to talk to people. We, we feel like we don't, some, some, of mm -hmm. course, I'm not saying all, yeah, um, yeah. you know, to process our emotions, but like you're a human being, like mm -hmm. ju just the fact that you're a human being comes mm -hmm. with baggage, like, like there's yeah. so much question, like why am I here, what's my poke, like all those things can mess you up mentally. You know, mm -hmm. like like you need someone to just talk to about those things. Um, you know, I have been in therapy as well. When I lost my adopted brother and his whole family in 2017, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, big shout out to Tony Lee and Vianne. Like, honestly, the UWC office, mm. bro, you know. They held it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hands down, bro. Hands down. Hands down. Um, you know. In Oklahoma, I started, it helped me out so, like, so, so much, mm -hmm. like, so much. Like, I can literally, like, there were days where I'll just lay in bed and I don't want to move. Like, I don't want to go to school. Um, I just want to chill, you know, like, why do anything? Why not just, 
Mm -hmm. I literally don't have the energy to even process because the last time I saw my brother was two years before the the incident. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a mudslide. Him and his two sons and his wife, the whole yeah, family. Yeah, I remember. Um, you know, so, and I wasn't home. I'm not, I, there was mm -hmm. no family member next to me. Like, that was a really tough moment, you know. Yeah. The, the, the semester before that, I had a 4.0. That semester I had a 2.5. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't Bruh. I couldn't even do anything, man. You know. Understandably but, so. But yeah, therapy helped me a lot. I started working out. You know, mm -hmm. my, my therapist was really helpful. Um and it it all me accountable to working out. Like every mm -hmm. day. We used to go for runs at six o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I, I was just about to say I remember those and I remember when it was cold. I remember when it's cold and I'm I'm getting ready and I'm just like, oh, Michael, why did I commit to doing this with him again? Uh, <laughs> nah, but they were needed, you know, and, and that's part of that's part of what I was saying about, you know, trying different things, because I'm not, you know, it, it, for you, it might be jogging and, and working out for me. It might be, you know, waking up at 6 a.m. and yep. drinking coffee on my balcony. You know, yep. there are different things that works for everyone. But the key is, you know try different things, figure out what works for you because it's important for you to know how to process your own emotions, yes. know how to handle those. Like, yes. and, and, and one thing I was thinking about as you, as you were talking, you said, um, I don't know if this was the exact same, but you said, you know, black men, we don't take therapy seriously. And while I, I, I would say it's probably more, the way I might phrase that is we probably don't understand like, the importance of it or the benefit that it can give to us because as soon as you know when i was saying talking about all these conversations i had with with dara and all these things which by the way shout out to you homie, like you stay a real one um but a lot of them those conversations got to the realization of yo this thing is actually important for me this thing is going to benefit me in x y and z way and i think once you get to that point it's so easy to commit to it Right. So I think it's also a thing of, you know, highlighting the importance or the benefit of it, because, you know, if you realize something is good for you, why wouldn't you do it? Right. Um, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, a, a lot of those things, if you trace them back, stems from our childhood, for example, um, you know, don't boys don't cry. For example, <laughs> like, what do you mean, boys don't cry? <laughs> like, I love crying, you know. Right? <laughs> I'm a good cry, a good cry can solve so many, you know. Like, what my, do you my mean, sister, boys don't one cry? Day, she told me, she said, Tammy, a good cry and a shower will change your perspective on so many things. No, facts. Facts. <laughs> facts. Uh, you know, it's it's good to cry. Like, it's, it's honestly, it's... It's relieving. It's it's just good to get your emotion. Like it's it's that's a natural thing to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. You know, like like it's crazy how natural things people bash people for. Like it's natural to cry. Like what's wrong mm -hmm. with you crying? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's it's wild. You know, I feel like a lot of it just stems from our childhood. Uh, you know, you can boys don't do this, boys don't do that, and, mm -hmm. and that kind of like just hides away a lot of our emotions mm -hmm. um, you know and then you grow up as an adult and you're ashamed to even feel those emotions now yeah and and it's you know 
I remember I kind of a while ago, a long time ago, my dad was, you know, telling me about something on this topic in terms of um, how typically as black men, it's almost by default we come out of the womb and we're just feeling like the entire world is on our shoulders from like wow. birth till forever, you know? That's powerful. And it's, it's, he was saying this and I'm like, no, like you're actually right because it's, and, and where it comes from, I have no idea. Maybe it's, there's probably a larger conversation about, you know, society, culture, all of that, but it's, you know, this idea of, of, of you have to be, like you're saying, you have to have your shit handled no room for crying like man you gotta tough your you tough it out you know like can't come can't be out here showing no weakness we don't want that like fam we don't subscribe to nothing like that get yeah. out of my circle if that's you know like yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's there's just so much unsaid about it that makes that i feel has made us uncomfortable with expressing that part of us and that has led to us, you know, just, just hiding that and stuffing it away because yeah. for whatever reason, the rhetoric or the, the, we'll, the way we perceive things, it's like, we can't feel that way. We have to be ready at all times. We've got to be strong, you know, yeah. I have to have my things handled and, and unlock when it's not, it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. also okay too, you know, understanding that it's also okay to sometimes have lots. Things are, things are in cycles, things come and go. Um, facts big fact you're absolutely right you're absolutely right you know you, you don't you don't have to have it figured out uh, one of the things i don't i don't do these days is stress myself about anything <laughs> the other day I i'm woke, trying yeah the I'm other day trying. i woke up and i'm like i'm not doing anything guess what i did i watched like four or five movies that day literally just and then took the, the next entire day, you day off and, and <laughs> yeah i took the entire day off watched movies went for a jog mm-hmm. came back showered watched more movies that, that's it i i don't want to do anything i don't feel like doing why should i be pressured into doing work when i don't feel like doing work today mm-hmm. uh, you know like this is how i'm feeling i feel like chilling i'm gonna chill mm-hmm. if i feel mm-hmm. like working mm-hmm. i'm gonna do work you know especially work that has no deadline and it's just me trying to like strive to i'm not so gonna do it, yeah. myself um that's just how i'm moving mm-hmm. these days uh you know i'm a workaholic like Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is who sent us you know who actually sent us well i do deserve breaks sometimes man and that's what i'm doing right yeah. now i'm really just taking my time taking things slow recharging mm-hmm. my, my my batteries and uh you know because when i'm ready to work like you know me you know. I'll, I'll wake up early get my stuff done and get ready for the day um but yeah you know, this whole mental health thing, you know, what you said earlier about the importance of education, I feel like that's a route that this is all on our shoulders. That's a route we all need to take in teaching people about the importance of just picking up. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have like that. There's a lot of people. Who, I'm sure almost everyone has anxiety, but for the mm. longest time. You wouldn't believe it. I thought I was the only one with anxiety. You know why? Because I just wasn't speaking up. Literally, because I wasn't speaking up, I thought, oh, it's just me. I, like, mm-hmm. I'm ashamed to say I have anxiety. I'm ashamed to say I feel this mm-hmm. way. Because 
clearly everyone is so good at keeping their shit together and not showing Bruh. weakness. I'm like, well, I can't be the one to show. I can't show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't be the one to like, I, people can know I have anxiety because clearly no one has anxiety. And that's what the next man is saying. Michael isn't showing that he has anxiety. Why should I show him mm-hmm. I have anxiety? Mm-hmm. And then I started talking to people and I realized, oh, we're actually all the same, Bruh. you know? And I'm like, whoa, like imagine how much we can help each other by just speaking, right? Out, speaking out. Right. And and that gets to, you know, what I was saying about coping and speaking with, you just started by speaking with friends and you realize like this person basically relates to what I'm saying. Yeah. Because copy and paste, they're in the same Literally. shoes, right? <laughs> and so it's the thing, we're both here. All right, bet. We're anxious here together. Cool. Let's rub heads together and figure out how we can move forward from this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So. Crazy. But yeah, we definitely need, like, this platform, for example, you know, I'm just in the process of transforming this podcast into a space where, you know, I know I can be comfortable and, and to talk about things and help other people out there. And I've guests come on the show you know, and talk about social issues and just mental health that, that I know is going to impact and touch people's lives out there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. When I started this, all I wanted to do, honestly, was just talk to people. Like, there was no yeah. direction for me. I, I just wanted a podcast where I can sit down and talk to people. And over the last year, I'm like, oh, there's so much going on in the world. Why don't I talk about these issues? Um, so that's mm-hmm. just where I am right now. And, and so far, honestly, this conversation feel more natural mm-hmm. you know than just sitting down and talking about nothing like this this like i i know people are going to listen to this and say oh yeah i feel the same way yeah you know, oh uh, and now i know i can speak up on on things like this you know I, exactly go, go ahead go ahead what you were going to say oh no i was just going to say that what you just said about i know people listening and then going i know i can speak about this now that's that's exactly the point right because there are probably people who are where you were, where they keep they're dealing with something. Maybe you keep be quiet about it because oh, nobody else is. I don't feel comfortable talking about this. But that's the importance to me of talking on platforms like this and and people um, um, making it known that these kind of things are not taboo. These kind of things are okay. You know, the yeah. idea of it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's something people need to need to you know hear as much as possible so that they feel comfortable um, starting to address their issues, right? Because it's also one of those things that you might not get to addressing those things until you feel comfortable starting to address them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm super happy that you are you're pushing and driving this and and um, trying to put this out there as well. I think that's um, it's needed, and I'm so happy that that you're you're taking that on and you know that you're enjoying it too yeah i appreciate that thank you thank you and and honestly one of the things i'm learning again is is the importance of asking for help Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just like you need anything in life ask for help like no man is an island you can do this life thing all by yourself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like ask for Mm -hmm. help you know i remember when you know i was just stranded and I had to start my master's, literally had money I saved up, which wasn't enough for the, you know, for the program. So I started mm-hmm. my, my GoFundMe, for 
for example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had people come help out. And you are one of the people who, you know, thank you so much. Uh, you know, you, you donated $500 the first time and then did another five. What, what was it? A thousand? Like, you donated a thousand dollars and and i was just like whoa like that's that's a lot of money that you took from your savings to just give to me like i do appreciate that a lot man like honestly from no. the bottom of my heart you know what i mean and and like i said you're one of the few people again i talked to about mental health issues and and mm -hmm. we've been kicking it for the longest time um you know so like i do appreciate you for real like you you've come through for me so many times and and i'm just glad we're doing this finally um yeah. you know telling your story of you know born in lagos nigeria went to school in wales then Oklahoma, and now you're working in Houston. I think you're doing amazing. Not even I think I know you're doing amazing, man. Uh, like it's just it's just <laughs> up from here. Like keep up what you're doing for real. You know what I mean? Nah, like, I, keep it I up. I appreciate. I appreciate. I mean, like you already know, I'm a big supporter of of you and 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 your dreams, and um, super super happy to be able to do whatever I can to 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 help. You know. Appreciate that. In that direction, um, like I'm saying, like I was saying, literally, that's what that is what gives me. That's what makes me happy, right? That's actually what I see. That and I see Michael, and he's like about to graduate, and he's doing his things. That that is what you know makes makes me happy, and I think that's what makes me feel fulfilled. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm I'm so happy that you know you're you're pushing on that, and and um, like. On the notion of asking for help, right? I think one of the things too that one of the misconceptions that people might have is, you know, nobody wants to help me, which, um, which I don't think it's true. Well, yeah, you know, there are going to be people who are <laughs> rude people, people who are like against your haters. They're always going to be those. But if they exist, then it only stands to reason that the people that want to help you also exist, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah just also kind of trying to add, add to the message of, of asking for help in, in whatever area it is, whether it's like with mental health or your school or work or ambitions or career, ask for help. And I think, I think people would be pleasantly surprised that more often than not, for the most part, the people around them, the people you surround yourself with um, are willing, ready to do what they can to, to help, to help move you forward. And I think, um, I think that that would be that would make a great difference for everyone, you know. Absolutely. Ask for help. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, one thing I don't joke with is my my if I wake up and I'm feeling like shit, mm -hmm. I have people I'll text like, "Hey, I don't feel too good," and they'll give me a call and we'll talk about it. Like I'm just so mm -hmm. thankful to have those people, you know, kind of Flynn, bro, like you 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 mm -hmm. Like, I'm so thankful for you, man. Like, for real. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I have those people. So I'm, I'm really, like, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I'm not scared. Nothing to, if I need help, I need help. Uh, you know? Yes. But yeah, one thing I'm not going to do is just sit down and suffer in silence. Uh, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's been a long journey from where I was to where I am now. And I'm just so thankful for that growth. And I know mm -hmm. there's like more learning and more, more just 
more things to study and know about concerning mental health, concerning anxiety and depression, um, especially if we, I want to use this platform to talk to people out there about these issues. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's just uh, the burden now is on me to learn more about those things so I can share mm-hmm. with people on how they can take care of themselves. But at the same time, me learning how to take care of myself. Um, All right. You know, so as I study, I teach. As I study, I teach, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's just what this is going to be. But yeah, um, you know, you, you're working on an app. You, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're working on an app, uh, which you, you're going to launch in the, in the near future. Um, can you please tell us about the app? What, what, what is it going to do? Um, is it, is it going to give us money? Like, are we going to be able to download <laughs> cash? Uh, what's the plan? <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish. I'm still, I'm still working on acquiring that kind of level of money. Then I do, we'll, we'll figure out how to, how to distribute it. Download um, cash. <laughs> but I, the, you know, it's still along the lines of, of mental health and the idea of, you know, thinking, um, being more deliberate about how we think about our lives. Um, one of the techniques that you know i i kind of ran into in the course of you know doing therapy and trying to figure out what works for me um was with journaling right and journaling specifically um in a in a positive mindset so like positive psychology um and the idea behind the app is to you know focus around around positive psychology um and ask maybe four key questions, right? Or at least this is the, the foundation of the app. It's a lot more than that. But the basic idea is, you know, you go in every day and you answer a series of questions around what are you glad about in that day? What did you learn? What did you accomplish? And what are you delighted by? Um, and those can change, you know, depending on what you want. But the idea is every day you're taking time to think about specifically and explicitly things that made you happy, for example, or things that you accomplished in the day or things that you're grateful about in the day. And the idea is, you know, you're doing that on a daily basis and you get to a point where that's kind of your default perspective of how you look at your day, right? Because I think, at least for me starting out, I would always look at my days as what haven't I done? What did I do wrong? What went wrong in the day? Um, What was I upset about? And it started making me feel as if like, yo, I'm just having, like all my days are just shitty. Like, are there any, you know, is there yeah. anything good happening in any of the days? Yeah. Um, and that's the technique I ran into to kind of start focusing on, okay, today all of this happened. And yes, I was frustrated. Yes, I didn't do 20 tasks today. Yes, I shouted at someone because I was angry, you know, but at the same time, I finished these 12 things that have been on my plate for like 15 days and I had a great conversation with Michael that made me so happy Yay. and somebody bought me coffee in the line, you know? So um, it's, it's really about giving as much energy to the positive things and the positive aspects of our days as we give to the negative things. And I think at least using myself as an example, by default, we attribute a lot of time and thought to the negative things in our days, what went wrong, what we're not happy about. Um, and I think we could do with giving some of that energy, not saying, you know, forget all the stuff that you need to work on or stuff that you need to improve on. But similarly, give yourself credit as well. Right. It can't Absolutely. all be. Yeah. Yeah. It's all sure. about balance. It can't all be 
it can't all be what's left, what's wrong. You also need to apply some of what have I done well, what have I accomplished, okay, uh, and this is what's left. Yeah. You know, let's push on. And so that's what the the entirety of the app is about. Still, you know, in depth phase, so more features being added and things of that sort. But the overall idea is focused on this idea of, of positive psychology and being intentional about thinking towards the more positive things that have happened in our days and just bringing some balance to how you look at your day and, and your perspective. Um and over time, you know, how you look at your day to how you look at your week, to how you look at your month, eventually how you look at life in general, right? Um, so at least that's the, that's the thought, that's the idea or the vision. That's um, awesome. Work in progress at the moment. And, and obviously, you know, would be you'd be involved when, you know, when we start <laughs> to do our testing and all that, keep you in the loop. For but, sure, for sure. Um, I'd love to. As, as things progress, we'll, we'll put it out there, and, and hopefully, it's hopefully you know it's something that people find useful, or and people can can um, and derive some some pleasure and some positive um, yeah impacts yeah. from. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. You know, just come home after work after a hectic day, and now I have to reflect. And like you said, it's mm-hmm. not it's not like I'm ignoring what went wrong on this day. But there's a whole lot more to be thankful for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can be. And the thing is, you know, because it's something I, I, I know. I'm sorry, I just caught you up. But no, it's, it's also okay. something that, um, you know, it's something that I've, I've been practicing already every day. And I've also realized, right? It's not necessarily that you're always ignoring the negative things, right, or things you could do wrong. You know, there's questions like you could have a question of what did you learn that day? You know, and some days I found my lesson to be, you know. Um, a specific thing can trigger me that makes me, you know, start shouting at someone or get really upset. So I know, okay, Tammy, while I'm upset or while I feel like I reacted to that situation in a wrong way, I've also learned that these three things trigger me to react that way. You know, so the next day, if I see those three things, I can be like, okay, this is something that happened yesterday. I wasn't too happy about it. I'm seeing it again, but because it's something I took time to think about and be deliberate in the thought, I can then, you know, course correct and iterate that way, you know, so just about making progress really. Um, That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Is is there like a timeline to when this is going to drop? Um, it, like, <laughs> um, you, 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 don't, you don't have to answer yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I, I know some of those things take a lot of time to work on i'm, I'm just asking mm-hmm. in general if it's the next two years that's fine mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. no no pressure and also is there like a name um yeah so <laughs> as far as as far as timelines go um nothing like it's not it's not a timeline that's set in stone or anything um like yourself project i'm working on so right. if i wake up today and i'm like yo i don't feel like doing anything for this today it's not gonna happen that day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of broadly speaking, I mean, by by probably um, I'm expecting by maybe June, mid June next year, to have something maybe up on the app store. It might not be. It might not be like the full, you know, right, complete build out with all the features app. Um, but something that I can get people interacting with, That's get some awesome. feedback, and you know, to start pushing that way. So. Probably like in the probably you know I'm, I'm targeting March April maybe June next year depending on just how things yeah, go yeah um, and you know as always if if people if it's something that people wanna 
you know, try out, contribute to as far as feedback and input, always more than happy to to take some of that on to just, you know, try and make the best product possible. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Right now, name. Na- so the name is actually not set in stone yet. Um, I have a couple ideas that I'm, you know, working around and, and throwing there. Um but uh, when it's like final, you know, I will we'll, we'll, we'll think about that a little bit more. Decide for on the sure, final for name sure. and then kind of push that out for sure. But um, it's it's still a work in progress. Absolutely, as as, like, absolutely. No, no pressure thing, to so. say or mention anything at all. If there's any way I can help out with any of this, please let me know. I'd I'd love to, um, you know, I'd love to help out. But yeah, yes, man. This has been such a fun conversation. You know, thank you for showing up. I can't believe an hour has gone by already. That's, um, that's insane. Um, you know, just to close up, mm-hmm. do you have any last words? If you do also, what word of advice would you have for people out there, you know, concerning regarding mental health or just life in general? Um. I think in general, just based on based on, based on things I've learned, uh, don't don't be too hard on yourself. I think we are we are our first biggest critics, and um, take time to think about you know the, as much as you're thinking about the things that you haven't done well or the things that you need to work on. Similar to you know what I've been talking about with the app, right? Take time to think about the things that you have accomplished, the things that you are doing right, and acknowledge those because I think I think there is power in acknowledging those as much as there is, you know, benefit in looking at what we what we need to work on as well. And um, only other thing I'd probably want to reemphasize: we've been you know speaking about on the topic of of mental health and and reaching out. Do not, you know, don't feel afraid to reach out to anybody. Um, don't feel like, you know, you're, not, you're dealing with something that no one can relate to. Um, and as we've spoken about now, you know, it's about asking for help, speak up. And I think that's, that's my, at least that would be my message, right? Speak up and ask for help. And you would be surprised, pleasantly surprised at the, the number of people and the response you get in terms of receiving that help and support. Um, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> so they said it in the Bible, ne? Um, ask and it shall be given. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I, right, bro. Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Mm-hmm.